Hey, everybody. John, hello. Hey, what's up? John, I'm pretty excited today. Me too. We've got a very special episode. We've been wanting to do this for a long time now. Ever since I first heard of this. Yes, yes. Today, we are talking about the Old Forester 1917 series. 117 series. I got you saying it. You got me saying it too. I, I, wrote, I, wrote, it. I wrote it on the rundown. <laughs> it is the 117 series. Yes. Yeah. But, Great but start, guys. Great it feels start. like it should be 1917. It should be the 1917 series. The, the Old Forester 117 series. 117. God, you do it. <laughs> um, this is such a big event for us. Um, we have a, a big panel today. Um, I want to introduce them all to you. Of course, we have uh, myself, Parker, John, uh, producer Jenny. Hello. Uh, we're joined by our dear friend of the show, uh, Ken. Hello, Ken. Hey there. Glad to be back. Uh, Daniel. Welcome back, Daniel. Hey, hey. And then first time guest on the show, uh, our dear friend Eric, all the way up from Jacksonville, Florida. Thanks for having me up. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, we're recording this on a uh, football Sunday, and uh, most of us are wearing football gear, except for John. I'm wearing flannel. It is cold in Chicago today. <laughs> <laughs> John, I'm gonna get you something for Christmas. That's just like I don't. I don't even know. If, it's not gonna be a Bears thing. It'll just no, be some football. Get him like team. a generic NFL shirt, just NFL logo. It just on yeah, it. just as the yeah. NFL. <laughs> that's a thing they do. I'm just rooting that. for the league as a whole to succeed. You know, that's I like that. <laughs> well, you never know. You know. So, one of the reasons we're excited. I know John is very excited about the uh, the 117 series. I'm standing right now. Is uh, that this is uh, this series was directed by Jackie Zykan. Uh, formerly the master taster of Old Forester has since moved on to other things. Sadly. Yes. Um, Sadly for us, but good for her. Yeah. We're, yes. We've, we've been a big fan of her work for a long time, John yes. in particular. Yeah. We've met her twice. She's the nicest, mm-hmm. but also I think she's got a great um, palette and yeah, yeah she's so, incredible. So we're, it's, this is kind of the last big thing she did for Old Forester. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty excited to give it a try. It's also, uh, as I understand, the only bottle that's actually signed by her. So these are selected by her, and you can see her signature on there, and it's a very lovely signature in gold. Mm-hmm. And one of the things of the series is they say it showcases the many facets of the Old Forester flavors, which is pretty cool. Um, now, Daniel, being from the great state of Kentucky, um, what's your your relationship with Old Forester? Oh, Old Forester is like that. That was one of my first forays into whiskey and, and they've got a, a presence now on main street for anybody who's been to louisville like right when you come across second street bridge you just kind of right to your left they've got a wonderful presence there and one, one of the nicest looking distilleries in my humble opinion there they've really invested heavily there so you know i, I think a lot of people identify old forester with, with louisville um particularly it's one of the first stops uh for tourists uh in my experience very cool is that over by um Michter's? Uh, it's a little bit more east, same street as Michter's, okay. so you're it's on track because Michter's is on Main too. Nice. Evan Williams' experience is there. It's a popular street, right? Uh, but uh, the, the the closest one off the bridge is Old Forester. And that that was a recent um, addition. That Main Street, that Whiskey mm-hmm. Row. Yeah, exactly. Um, their main distilling operation is out in Shively. You're right. Yep, you're on it. Now, now, Ken, do you have much relationship with the brand Old Forester? I not you know what not a whole lot but I do love the brand. Um, I I actually got into it probably after meeting John. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. John, the president of the Old Forester fan club, party of uh, one. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, now, Eric, I know you have briefly visited this distillery on a uh, trip that we took to Louisville. Correct. Uh, yeah, b- we, back we, in back in February. Yeah, and uh, I, unfortunately we uh, we weren't able to. Uh, get a tour scheduled or uh, and the bar was closed sadly because of the pandemic but uh we did get to visit it saw the big still that was cool yeah that was great yeah it was it was a really nice facility like you were saying yeah it was really cool going in there. a lot of natural light yeah um now eric being our first time on the show we always like to ask everybody uh what, what kind of things do you like to drink um i do like to drink uh bourbons uh, i do drink a little bit of scotch as well i mean by no means am i an aficionado um i do like a bit of rum um, yeah, nice. as well so um i'm kind of all over the place but uh, I, I am also a big craft beer drinker so uh you know uh, i like to drink a lot of different things i guess well you're gonna fit right in with uh <laughs> with us now and then jenny have you, what, what's your relationship with old forester for the for the uh, listeners I mean, I guess by virtue of being in the Windy City Sippers and, you know, just having the opportunity to taste a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. um, And I've enjoyed tasting a lot of those things. Um, But 
Um, other than that, I haven't been to the distillery. You know, like this is a new collection for me to taste. So, um, well, uh, us too. I, yeah. we've, uh, we've yeah. been, I think between all of us, we've tried maybe two of these. So, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited oh. to uh, to learn more about this one. No, so very exciting stuff. Um, first up, we've got so there's there's five expressions. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. But I'm gonna run through them real quick for everybody. There is the High Angel Share Batch One. There's a High Angel Share Batch Two, uh, Warehouse K Barrels, 1910 Extra Old, and the Whiskey Row Fire. And we're going to get into detail on each of these as we go through them. I just want that's the overview. Um, I'm pretty excited to try all these. Um, let's try the first one right away, right, right out of the gate here. Uh, this is the High Angel Share Batch One. Um, th- this is a selection of barrels which lost a lot to evaporation. Uh, comes in at 100 proof. Is uh, rich and multidimensional, or so they say. I'll tell you what; it's been sitting in the glass for a few minutes now, and the nose is absolutely rich and multidimensional. Very rich. Yep, I'm with you there. You know, th- this is one of the bottles I've, I was really looking forward to. Um, super excited about this. You know, it's 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 opened up like you said, John. Like I I get kind of like a yeasty donut, maybe some buttercream mm. frosting. This is fun to nose. It's very characteristic old Forester, but it is very complex. And I'm picking up, at first I was picking up a lot of like um, Bananas Foster, but now. Bananas. Yeah. Which is characteristic for me from what I pick up on old Forester mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, banana runs. I'm with you. But now it's developed into something more like darker and broody and good. It's kind of the smell, the, the nose of this reminds me of a dark rum banana daiquiri. Yes. Like a dark rum banana daiquiri. Oh, there are some rum characteristics to it for sure. Mm-hmm. And to to put against this, I've I've got dark rum banana daiquiri here if I want to try. Yeah, I was oh, about yeah. to say I haven't <laughs> had one, but I believe you. Do you, right. do you do you know how to spell uh, say banana daiquiri in Spanish? I do not. Uh, <laughs> banana daiquiri. Hmm. <laughs> God, it's a, a great line from The Godfather oh, too. It's a, <laughs> it's a fantastic line from The Godfather too. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, let's dig in here and take a sip. I'm dying. All right, Eric, what's your first impression over there? That is very easy to drink. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that is outstanding. Mm. Ken, what are you getting on there? Man, I'll tell you, I get some bite right on the tongue. But um, it, it definitely smooths out right, right after that. I would agree. You know those old, like, root beer candies, like those little barrels? Yes. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yes, I used to get them in my grandmother's house. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get like a cream soda. It's actually really like pleasant and sweet for me on the on the palate, and then on the finish, I get this little Kentucky hug. But it's not much. It's just like a little. Yeah, not bothersome. Like, yep. I get like clove and licorice. Mm. Those type of notes. Yeah. Yep. I, With you on the hug. This is a good like. This is a perfect drink for a day like today. Oh my god! It's cold so outside. Gives you that warmth at the end. Yeah, I'm I'm getting on the front end root beer float, and then on the back end. That more more of that spice because you definitely get that Kentucky hug on this guy. Yeah, it kind of almost. I, if you were to blind me this and so, ask me how much the proof was, I would say a little higher. This reminds me of a barrel strength, you know, like yeah, it's got it's got a little flavor. um, it's got some backbone to it. What is it? One ten? It is one ten. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, my notes in this are terrible. I, I put we'll just look at the bottles. It's one ten. Um, but so it's got a lot of flavor, like a barrel strength. It's got that little mm-hmm. bit of like uh, sizzle, like a barrel strength. But one thing I'm picking up on the back end, and I'm wondering if you all are, is kind of like the like um, you know those little stands that sell the nuts that are like um, candied or like you know and you get smell. Oh, I can't it. wait for those. Oh man, here in about three weeks, they're going to be everywhere. Oh yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm getting on the back end. It's like that candied pecan. Mm-hmm. It is just so. That's a good note for that. But uh, yeah, like Eric, like you said, this is uh, very easy drinking. Mm. But like complex too, though. I like that it's got a little more going on than just the. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's a little different each time I sip it, and I'm having a hard time putting my finger on anything because it it's like, oh, what's that flavor? And the next time I taste it, it's not there. Totally. Yeah, I just picked up on black cherry on the last sip. I'm just like. So where where would somebody find this? Angel share batch one. Big question. Uh, mm. What I know about it, it's Kentucky only release. Um, so you can only find it in that state. And it sounds like they distributed it around the state, but I don't think that they did. I don't know anybody that Just got a bottle of this stores. outside of the, the Main Street distillery location. It's the only place I know of. And this um, came out March 2021. So, I mean, this particular bottle is one and done release. Yeah. So uh, normally we try to do more things you can get. This was just too good of an opportunity to 
to get to taste all these and talk about them. Well, here's the other thing too about trying things like this from Old Foresters that they've always got new things coming out mm-hmm. and like their mm-hmm. single barrels. Like I mean, yeah. Also, we you know this is kind of an archive of thoughts. Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. So. so, yeah, unfortunately, tough tough one to track down probably for you. But if you do come across one, uh, well, well, we'll tell you how the other four are in a minute. Just but, share it with us, but please. yeah, we, please just give it to us. Yeah, <laughs> well, drink it with us. You this know? will be a tough act to follow. I think this is good. I know, but yeah, I have high really hopes good. for each of these bottles because, again, all selected by or I guess with uh, Jackie Zykin. So. All right, so tell us a little bit about the, oh, I guess, are we going to move on to Warehouse K, is that? Yeah, next up, we've got um, the Warehouse K barrels uh, expression of this, but first, let's take a quick break, and we're back. So next up, we got the Warehouse K um, barrels, but I do want to, you guys were making a good point in the break there, I'd like you to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I was I was telling John that uh, I, I was not really familiar with Old Forester until a few years ago. Um, I'm not sure if they were you know new to the state of Florida at this point, but there's a, a bar in Jacksonville that I go to. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name of it on the podcast, but uh, we talk about a bar you go to. Okay, yeah, yeah it's, it's called the Volstead. It's in downtown Jacksonville. Yeah. If you're ever in town, uh, highly recommend it. Great cocktails, uh, great whiskey as well. Um, but uh, I remember a couple of years ago they were having a Volstead party, a Volstead repeal party. And uh, there was a lot of old Forester stuff, and like I, you know, I got like old Forester suspenders and all that. And it was the first time that I had really encountered the brand. I need those suspenders. Uh, I actually, I'll bring them up next <laughs> no, time if you want them. But, uh, <laughs> but no, so that was that was my first introduction, and I, I you know, as someone new to the brand, I, I didn't know really what to expect. But the first time I drank it, I was very impressed with it. And you know, as I've come to know the brand more, mm-hmm. um, my my opinion of it has just continued to increase. Yeah, I mean, and we were talking about availability in Florida, and I was just saying that you know, it's probably been around in Florida. It's, I mean, it's first bottled bourbon it's you know one of the most sold whiskeys in you know united states but the uh real push to put it into bars i think came from jackie zykin because she came from bartending and on on premise and um you know i think a lot of there was a big push to put that into cocktails and sell it as you know you're not a well whiskey because it's nice very nice, but like a base for for cocktails. Yeah, super interesting. Had no idea. Yeah, yeah. and it worked well because somebody who's again not not you know a big uh, whiskey aficionado, and you know that was the first time that I encountered it. Uh, it obviously stuck with me. So uh, they did a great uh, great marketing campaign with that. Yeah, yeah. I can think of a few bars here in Chicago where that's like their their go to the Old Forester one hundred proof. Yeah, signature. Yeah, even I mean, I've I've seen both eighty six and one hundred proof, but yeah, in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's twenty four dollars a bottle. I mean, I'm on record that hundred proof being my favorite cocktailing bourbon it's great that's my favorite bourbon it's wonderful period but uh next up we've got the warehouse k barrels so this is the second release of the series it's a blend of barrels aged on different floors from the great warehouse k um they use heat cycling daniel and i were talking about this 110 proof just i want to read this thing on the label here yeah um each of our warehouses provides its own characteristic maturation environment which allows us dimensions and diversity in our blends this small batch of barrels has been chosen exclusively from a heat cycle warehouse K in Shively, Kentucky. Shively. Thank you. And represents matured, represents barrels matured on each floor, excluding K6. So I don't know what what's secret up? sauce has happened on K6, but uh, they're um, blending the rest of the barrels in the K warehouse. What is K6 about? Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about K6 in particular. But I'll tell you what. A couple things I do know about that heat process is they'll flip the switch, crank it up to about 90 degrees and then shut it off and let it roll in the winter. And they'll do that about three times over the course of the winter. And I, I, I think that's how they get away with not aging their stuff out to, you know, some of the, you know, famous, you know, 12, 15 years yeah. zones that you see. Uh, I think Old Forester is a little bit younger relative to its peers, but they're able to kind of check a lot of those boxes that the older guys do because they, they draw the, the whiskey so deep into the barrel in, in the colder months. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, Shively had heat cycled warehouses. That's pretty. That's pretty great. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that either. I knew they did that down on Main Street. Had no idea they did it in Shively. Yeah. Learned that today off the bottle. What are you guys getting on the nose on this? Black cherry. Yeah. I'm getting like high octane, but then there's certain sweetness right behind it. It's definitely sweet on the nose. Yeah. I'm getting like a crunch berry. It is. Yeah, I, the Crunchberry is a cool note because I was like cereal, and yeah. I, like as you said, Crunchberry, I was starting to back into Captain Crunch. So mm-hmm. I think you and I are are on the same wavelength here on this one. It smells good. Yeah, I mean, it's like addictive. Yeah, it's it's a little sweeter than the last one, a little lighter, brighter. It's more like, like red, red licorice. Yeah, yeah, I could see that in there. 
definitely some red notes on the on the nose. I just tasted it too, but uh, yeah. I mean, I can't taste it because I'm smiling too big at Daniel right now. <laughs> Jenny, I definitely agree with you though. I, I definitely taste the, uh, the the black cherry on that mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, that has got or some wood. smell. It, sorry. Yeah. Totally different whiskey than the one before, but it's yeah. not to say it's. It's, it's, not delight, a, it's delightful. It's delightful. Yeah, it's not a negative thing. It's just very different, so I kind of have to shift gears a little bit. It's brighter. John, I think you said it was brighter on the nose, mm-hmm. brighter on the palate for me, too. It's cheery. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm getting a lot of wood on the finish, though. Like, I get the light, bright, cherry palette, and then the finish is like, I feel mm-hmm. like you can taste that heat cycling. Sure. And, you know, I think we're leaning into each other a little bit here, but I, this is like flat cherry Coke to me. Mm. In like a good way or like... No, in a good yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. This actually reminds... Okay. This is exactly what this reminds me of. You guys ever go to Denny's about 15 to 20 years ago in that time range? Probably, yeah. Yes. I'm sure I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I was, you know, 18, 19, uh, we used to frequent the, the local Denny's okay. As uh, after, after work in the evenings. And uh, when you go there, you could order a cherry Coke. They didn't carry cherry Coke. They carried Coke and they had cherry juice. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they, I see where you're going. And they'd mix them together, and it gave you a cherry Coke. I'm doing quotes here. That was uh, a, a lot, a little bit, I don't know, a, lot, a, a little bit sweeter, a little more cherry-y than a normal cherry Coke, but without as much carbonation. Kind of on your point. This is this 100% reminds me of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a very specific Coke with cherry added to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to Daniel's point, that... Uh, adding that like grenadine kind of flattens it a little bit, you know, yeah. versus just cherry Coke straight. No, uh, for sure. I'm getting. I, I do think that grenadine can be a negative. Uh, like it could sound like a negative note, but like I like I there's definitely cherry on this, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. It's not as it's not syrupy like grenadine is, right? It just has a note of that that sweetness. Yeah, Ken, what are your thoughts on this thing? Truthfully, I'm really enjoying this. That's good. I, I like this a lot better than the um, High Angels share. Okay. Oh. I actually yeah. do, too. I'm That's with a you. hot take. Oh, man. The, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, a bit smoother. Um, it doesn't have... The, the first sip that I had of the uh, the High Angel share was uh, was a bit you know pepperier on the back end. Uh, but this is, I guess, maybe moving from that to this. This has a... a bit smoother. Yeah. It definitely has that fruit and floral side to Ooh, it for floral. me. Floral. Yeah, it's both both are very dynamic. Like they both have a lot going on on the palate, and the palate changes throughout the course of the. Very the, fun to the flavor. I'm with you. The tasting. Yeah. Very fun to drink, and you know I think this is a, a really good. This would be a good example to sit with somebody and show them how, like heat can feel very different at the same proof. Like both of these guys are 110. Yep. The one before felt a little bit more like a barrel proofer. John, like you were talking about, this one is a lot more, you know, like smooth, lighter, brighter. It's just, these are 110 proofs that taste very different from one another from an alcohol perspective. Well, I'll add, I'll add to that though. For me, this is two parts to this sip that are very different. The first part is very like bright and almost candy-like. And then the end of it is this kind of like, uh, Kentucky hug sizzle and it gets like a little woody but like it's very different throughout the sip for me and like it almost reminds me of if you've ever eaten like a candied peanut like um candy coated peanut not the same as like the pecans before but like um it's like kind of sweet at first and then like it ends with this kind of like light nutty taste you, you mm-hmm. get a lot of experience with candied nuts I can't help but notice I'm the, I mean I'm just saying like I actually don't even season. eat them that often mm-hmm. but this is what it's reminding me of but also that very characteristic cherry, like Old Forester, right. super bright cherry. Oh, John, what, what are the, why do they call this the 117 series? I do not know. Did we Nor do this? I. I, do, I don't know why they got how they got to 117. Well, you got to look that up. I'll look it up while we're looking at this. But um, that's why I think we were thinking that it was 1917 because, you know, the Whiskey Row series is early 1900s, 1910, 1920. But now, good good stuff. Sounds like we're pretty split on the table. Which one people prefer the the Angel Share Batch One versus the uh, Warehouse K? What were your thoughts? Uh, I think mine would actually, and this might be a, a totally you know loony mm-hmm. take, but I think it would depend on the weather. Uh, I think the one that we're mm-hmm. drinking now would be a little bit easier to drink when it's warm outside, whereas mm-hmm. uh, the the one that we drank before uh, would would definitely be uh, like a good uh, you when, know warm you up in the winter. Yeah, winter by the fire. Absolutely. I love that take. No, it's a very solid take. All right, well, next up, we've got the 1910 Extra Old. 
Why do they call it the extra old? Well, John, it's because it's old. Um, it's uh, the they, 1910, they, they, right? Yeah, they take the 1910 old fine whiskey, and they age it an additional 18 months. So well, we, to, we're on... We were very much on record, very much liking the 1910. Oh uh, yeah, an absolute favorite of mine. As is. And to recap, the 1910 is uh, double barreled, right? So they take, they have a finishing mm-hmm. barrel, um, a whiskey barrel, mm-hmm. and so this is a third time barreled, or is I mean, uh, it's got to be. Yeah, I'm not sure if they, they go a third barrel or if they uh, just leave it in the second barrel for an additional 18 months. That's what I would suspect. I okay. don't know what is fact, but I, I yeah. would say Parker's probably right. And. Yeah. Uh, as we said, like I am on record being a huge fan of the 1910, as are, and Jenny is also with me on that, I believe. Yeah, we love 1910. Mm-hmm. I do too. I'm, it's a real toss-up day-to-day whether I like the 1910 or the um, 1920 better. But. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people in this group, it's between those two, but I'm I'm all over the 1910. Hey, hey John, confirm the proof for me in that bottle, if you would. Make sure my notes are kind of all over the place today. Oh, it's 93 proof, okay, because good. that's oh, the 1910 proof. My, my notes were actually right in this one, okay. So yeah, 93 proof, much like that. Um, they say that it, they're extracting significantly more of the heavily charred influence on the barrels for the, in the additional aging. It's a curious exploration into the intensity of the proprietary heavily charred 1910 barrels, according to former master taster Jackie Zykin. All right. I believe the heavy char, like candy corn for me on the nose. Very, very, very sweet. Oh, yeah. It's toasty smelling. So it was recently Halloween... And uh, for another uh, podcast I was on, uh, we drafted Halloween candy. Um, what was that? The um, Candy Lovers podcast that you're part of? <laughs> Sadly, no. Uh, John, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, it's almond joy because it's got uh, delicious coconut. You know, in the, the in that draft I was in, the person I was against uh, drafted Almond Joy in the second round, and everyone agrees that was a terrible. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know that I'm weird on liking that. Wasn't on my board even. Yeah. As a Jags fan, uh, I think when we drafted a punter in the third round uh, years ago, I actually think that's a better draft pick than picking Almond Joy at all. Yeah. Oh boy! So. Hey, we just we just watched our uh, the Bucks fourth round punter really light it up. That guy <laughs> that guy can kick the ball worth the fourth round pick in, in my opinion. Defense of Almond Joy because other people don't like it. It's often available, and as you often say, Parker, the best ability is availability. Oh, that is very true. So that is very true. All right, so we are on to the nineteen ten. Wait, so what was the point of the candy? Oh, he said candy corn. I didn't oh. think of that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, as as candy corn didn't didn't make the lineup in the draft, but it was on my board. That's a, it's an undrafted free agent for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's going to end up on somebody's team always. Oh, of course, yeah. of course, it's going to it's going to wait around for a couple weeks, see who looks like a contender, and go sign for the veterans minimum on that team. Shout out to the little pumpkins. Those things are amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are good, actually. That's really the most edible part of a candy mm-hmm. corn bag. I recently tried to make a candy corn. You can cut this, but it was uh, a candy corn corn on the cob using cookie dough in the middle and putting like little pieces of candy corn all across it. It's impossible. Don't try it. You see it on <laughs> you see it on Instagram. It's impossible. I will take your word for it. Ken, what are you getting on first impression here? This I is- am getting honey, toffee, vanilla. And this is the extra old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm there with you on the vanilla. I was going to say butterscotch. I mean, all of those things are kind of... Adjacent. Only the candy family of the tasting wheel. This yeah. smells. Oh, sorry, Daniel. No, no, no. You go ahead, John. I was just gonna say this smells like the cousin of what we've been drinking, but it is definitely a distant cousin. I would love to make hand lotion with this. What? <laughs> <laughs> so you can yeah. just smell it all the time? Yeah. Yeah, it smells great. Some sort of nutty smell to it too for me. I wouldn't say almond, John, but I would say something else. Yeah, Keith Bar comes to mind for me. Like that, that toffee's there. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely smell the toffee for sure. And I like I'm that. picking up like something almost like um, pineapple or tropical or something floral. Yeah, a, this is a weird whiskey note. But yeah, I, I feel like I'm tracking with you on the acidic front. It's not mm. really like, it's a weird thing to say with whiskey, but it's sort of there. It's lingering. Like that citrusy note, I think, is a better way to say that. Yeah. I just, I just took a sip and. As I took that sip, you guys were talking about the citrusy note, and I feel like like the first thing I get is like a bit of a lemon note when it hits the tongue. Mm-hmm. Characteristic butterscotch on the on the palate for me from 1910. I always think of very butterscotch forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Werther's. Yeah, like the zest. Yeah, yeah there's like definitely if there's definitely some butterscotch there for sure. Butters- this is good. Yeah, it's butterscotch, a, a sweet flavor to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. butterscotch, a little lemon zest, and maybe um, 
Maybe it's the lemon zest. I'm getting just a hint of floral on there, but that might be the lemon zest. It's just a good one, too, yeah. while it might spoil them a bit. I think this is a good introduction to Old Forester for somebody. Where it's it's approachable at its proof. What, 93, I think I heard earlier? Mm-hmm. Approachable at the proof, and it, it checks a lot of boxes. So you I, know, I, there's nothing really offensive here and a lot to love. I think that whoever that is that's getting introduced would love this, but they got to like they got to do a couple of tastes of other things first to really earn their merit badge. That's fair. Warrant this one because I, I think this has got a little anise and like a little um, like a little sweetness to it as well, and it is um, very different from the 1910 and like viscosity. Like it's much um, lighter mouthfeel mm. for me. Yeah, I agree. As I recall, I was gonna say like yeah, the viscosity is it's very light. Yeah, I'm surprised, honestly, because I thought, it, given that the, the extra aging, that I thought maybe it would get a little heavier. But no, pretty uh, effervescent, maybe a little bit. I, I wonder, yeah. I wonder too, if that's because we've been having like 110 proof. That could be too. That could mm, be. Yeah. I mean, my last note here, the, the fadeaway note is is clove on the finish. Mm. I feel like I got some apple in there too. Mm-hmm. Eric, yeah, what, I, de- I definitely get like a little a little fruit on the end. Yeah, there's something in there. All right, guys, that's, that's the 1910. I will say, again, I said this about the first two, Extra but they've old. all been very dynamic. They've been, there's, each time you sip it, it's a little bit different on all three of these so far. Yeah, there's there's a lot of diversity between between these three, and that's that's very impressive. Which, it, it's I think it's impressive given that Old Forester has one mash bill. Yeah, that's incredible. Right? So this is all about temperature proof, where it's at in the rickhouse. And I think that the ability to have one mash bill and have three very different whiskeys and one yeast is a, strain is phenomenal. Yeah, one yeast strain that I know of. Remarkable. I mean, that they talk about. All right. So I, I asked the question on the first bottle, but where where do you find the the other two? <laughs> well, there's a, a unicorn that comes by with a bunch of bottles on its back. Yeah, you got to be lucky. All to, right. To find so, that unicorn. So all, all of these bottles are pretty tough to find i'm pretty sure the whole series is on that same page yeah yeah it's all, all these i believe are kentucky only do they and... do they they announce ahead of time when they're just when they're releasing these from the distillery so story time how these bottles got here is is a buddy of mine <laughs> yeah a buddy of mine was heard from a friend about the the releases they would sit them out in the gift shop and old forester does a really good job of catering to the out-of-towners so they'll just sit stuff out and if you just happen to be lucky enough to walk into the gift shop while these are sitting there and you have the wherewithal to kind of acknowledge what it is you can snatch them up but outside of that these are uh, pretty difficult to uh, obtain so parker what i'm gleaning from this is that you're you're going to let me pack these on my carry-on and take them home with me on uh, on tuesday uh that is false <laughs> well, <laughs> it was worth a shot so we are moving on to the second batch of the High Angel Share. And there was a question earlier about the High Angel Share um, that, Daniel, we were talking about. Yeah, you know, I, I just wonder what that really means. And I, I, I did a little bit of light reading ahead of this to kind of figure out, all right, when I see High Angel Share, what does it mean? Um, and I, it's, it's, from what I understand, that they... That, the folks at Old Forester identified some barrels that had very little liquid left in them. And I don't know whether they weighed them or took a peek inside, but you know, they, they found some, some barrels that they tasted and thought were agreeable, cut them down to 110, and, and this is what's sitting in front of us. Uh, two releases, one in March and one in November, and we've got November in front of us now. Yeah, so two different batches. That's right. And to be clear, Old Forester's barrel entry proof, I believe, is 125. Yeah, yeah, 125, 130, yeah, something like yeah. that. It, I'll defer to you. I feel like I heard 130 somewhere, but maybe I'm mixing it up. Well, maximum uh, barrel entry proof for bourbon is 125. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm pretty sure it's 125, especially Uh, because some of those barrel strengths get to like 130-something. So next up, we've got the the High Angel Share Batch 2, so it's second batch. So similarly, a selection of barrels, which has lost a lot to evaporation. Um, 110 proof, I believe. Um, But first, Ken, what's your favorite Halloween candy? (laughs) (laughs) So make sure we get everybody's take on Halloween candy here. Oh yeah, we didn't hear from you, Ken. Yeah. The first couple mentions were kind of divisive options. Yeah, yeah. I would have to say Maltesers. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, what are oh, you talking right. about? Oh, so sophisticated. Chocolate malt bowls. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. We, we, okay. Is, is the cheap version of that Whoppers here in the yeah, I think. So. Yeah, oh man, so. I have a okay. texture problem with those. I okay. can't. That's, I can't bite fine. into that anymore. That's fine. <laughs> it's grating. Um, I love okay. the taste. Okay. Stubble, stubbles would be better. 
All right, so we got the, the batch two of the High Angel share. What's everyone's first impression here? I feel like uh, I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm getting uh, a little bit of leather on the nose. Hmm. Yeah, Maduro cigar. Yeah, more of those earthy. Yeah, earthy stuff. Yeah, leather, M- Maduro cigar. A little bit of pepper. This I, is a more I, peppery nose. I still got sweetness I'm, on I'm this. I'm with though. you, Daniel. I'm I'm tropical sweetness with you, Jenny. It's a uh, kind of coconut and pineapple. Oh, yeah, I can see the coconut, yeah, coconut for sure. It reminds me a lot of. The, I hate coconut. I, I get know. the leather and even on the nose, you hate well. coconut. Well, no, but I just, the texture of coconut I hate, so I have a... It's just like a bad association. A predetermined association there. Now, I'll overlook that when I'm drinking a pina colada. I was about to say, oh, how do you feel about Mai Tais? Because I like having a good time. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you put coconut on food, though, I'm... But yeah, yeah, no you give me like coconut yeah. cake, like, and I, and I enjoy my desserts, as as you guys know, but uh, no, I can't can't do it. The this te- reminds me a lot of the nose on the old Forrester birthday bourbon this year. Well, as our resident birthday bourbon expert... You should. Uh, yeah, I will tell you when these mm-hmm. things are similar. Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's six months from now. Get so it, get it early. So. I took a sip, mm-hmm. and my first impressions here, the f- first things I'm noticing are black licorice and mint. Oh yeah. This I, is a this is a powerful one coming back from that nineteen, uh, that ninety three proof back to one ten. Like we got to readjust our brain for a second. Yeah. They're all, all of these are so different. It's wild. Yeah, this this is throwing me for a loop. I mean, it's such a change up. I, I agree, though. I, I definitely get a, min, a minty finish on that. Mm-hmm. This also reminds me of a rye. It's like so minty. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, way like more very... mellow than a rye. Well, I mean, some ryes are. Yeah, so, I guess some ryes, yeah. But right. like, yeah, like that Pennsylvania style rye. That's got the a very old mint is, rye. Mint is that common rye note, though, and we're getting a lot of it. So that's mm. why it kind of feels that way. Now, I'm not getting as much mint. I am getting, it's kind of. Um, this tastes old to me. Yeah, it does taste old. That's what I was going to chime in. You know, two, my two takeaway is just, I, I was interested to see leading into this podcast how batch one was going to differ from batch two. Yeah. And it has it batch, is significantly batch, different. Batch one of the high angels share. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. The first yeah. one we tasted. That's yeah. right. Yeah, to be clear. So there's two angels share. We had batch one earlier, batch two now. And I was, I was curious how they would vary. Batch two is different. And, and, the, and the differences for me are the viscosity. This one coat, like coats the mouth a little bit more uh it's it's a little bit yeah it's it's syrupy i, I get uh you know when it, you know not in a bad way not in a bad way yeah. in a good way yeah you want that yeah it's a little bit of maple syrup and then uh much more tannic it john as you said it, it feels older i don't know the ages on these uh they're not age stated at least on the uh on the bottles but uh yeah they, this one tastes older than than the ones before it this is like pineapple upside down cake for me i think on the on the palate and the finish, really? it is just like. Are you, are you getting a little spice in the finish? Because I'm definitely getting a little bit. Of, yeah, little there's bit bacon of spice. spices there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this this is pecan pie all the way for me. So mm. the tasting that we have in front of us on the spice part, there's an aromatic section, and it says licorice, mint, herbal tea, clove, black pepper, and cinnamon. And I could kind of see all of those on some level. Maybe not cinnamon, but all the rest of them, I'm kind of feel like I could find those somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm just blown away by how different each of these expressions are. And all really so good. Even, yeah. even this compared to the batch one is like super yeah. different. This definitely has a lot of notes from the spice side of the uh, wheel mm-hmm. for sure. So Ken, what's your um, I, one versus two? Where are you at? I love two. You like two? I love two. Yeah. All right. I, I would agree with that actually. I think I think two is is my favorite uh, so far. This is this one right here. This is outstanding. Yeah. I think I'm team. I think I'm team one. Yeah, I, I, I'm with I you, like Parker. Two. I, I prefer mm-hmm. one, too. It's just you, it's me and you this against the world. This is the, the two Parker. side of the table over here. Yeah, yeah just backs against the wall. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the important thing is you can't go wrong. Right. Oh, but yeah, yeah, there's not a wrong answer Honestly, here. I don't think Except I can for, choose between the two because they both have such phenomenal presence. Yeah. I, also, I wish I would have bet 10 grand on that. The John can't decide. Everything's so great. We can't decide one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> These are my children, Parker, and I don't want to choose between them. Um, I will say, um, Eric mentioned earlier, too, like that... Uh, one is good for a cold night. Maybe two is better for like you know the, you know any other situation really. Spring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was gonna say that again, but I didn't want to. You know. Yeah. Re- no. We you know, we can bring it back up. The same thing. It's yeah, all good. It, it, I'm in the same boat. I think this is better for you know a yeah. little bit warmer weather, um, easier to drink. You know, outside on the porch or something. Whereas you know the the um, the first one would be you know more sitting yeah, by the fire. On a yeah. Yeah. That one is definitely. It's like a very. The first one is just so like full bodied and yeah. Rich. 
So now we're going to move on to what, Parker? So last but certainly not least is the the Whiskey Row Fire. Well, we don't know. It could be the least. I mean, I doubt it. We're going to find out. Sincerely doubt it based on what's been going on for each of these releases. And, uh, if, if it's going to be the least, it's going to be a very, very close least. Yeah. Real quick, I want to read for you this, the, the description of this bottle. In July 2015, a four-alarm fire ravaged through the buildings on historic Whiskey Row. Teams of brave Louisville first responders were able to contain and extinguish the, cat- the catastrophe, preserving the site for the Old Forester Distillery at 117-119 West Main. This bottling is a blend of That's barrels. Really yeah, we, yeah. Oh, the one. Yeah, there it is. That's the 117. And this bottling is a blend of barrels which were filled on July 7th, 2015, the day the fire was put out. Yeah, there was. Um, so that was a big scare before this uh, downtown, this Whiskey Row operation was opened up there was a big fire i remember seeing or hearing about this or reading about this i think maybe visiting the distillery and uh, this was released july 2022 so do the math on that about seven years also um uh, a point about that is that whiskey row in downtown louisville and daniel you probably know this better than i do but like it was nothing it until was recently nothing i mean yeah it, it was great Prohibition time, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's the rumor. Uh, I'm not quite that old, but uh, <laughs> yeah. What's, what's, yeah, what's the proof on that? Sorry. Yeah, for uh, the vast majority of my life, you know, I'm born and raised in Louisville. Uh, moved out at 18, and and I mean Main Street was not that popular of a place. Um, it was just convenient, more of a commercial district, and now it's turned into a, a place for tourists. Um, and like I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, kind of a uh, a destination for for whiskey. A, a lot of the the bigger names in the in the bourbon world have you know kind of established nexus there. And like Evan Williams Bourbon Experience exactly. was like kind of first, and yeah. then like Michters and Old Forester across the street were mm-hmm. doing a little bit like getting stuff ready, and then all of a sudden you have this gigantic conflagration or conflagration. I was recently corrected on Depends this. On what part of the country <laughs> you're from? Yeah, yeah. tomato, tomato. Yeah. Triple word score over there. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I mean. It was uh, probably very scary, I think, for, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's a old Forester, Brown Foreman, you know, they have a uh, deep well to draw from. and if No they, question. Yeah. But, you know, glad that they were able to actually pick up from the ashes and, and talk about it now, too. But also, remember 1910, that, that Whiskey mm-hmm. Row, uh, also based on a fire that happened in 1910. Yeah, they had to take the, the whiskey out of the barrels and put it in new barrels. And that was the first experience. Time they double barreled anything. Turns out that um, alcohol and alcohol vapor super combustible. Um, yeah, so I should mention this so is aged around seven years, and uh, and the research I did this was bl- a blend of single barrels chosen by the Louisville Fire Department. So very I guess cool. I can just see like Jackie there with them, like yeah. they're all like sipping through mm-hmm. it and trying this. That's that's very poetic. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a fun commemorative bottle. By the way, I I'm, think the word you're looking for is conflagration. Conflagration, there it is. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, wh- where do you emphasize con? Yeah. Yeah. So I have my, uh, we've talked about this before, but my cousins are, uh, and I have some family that were firefighters, and deep respect to that community. I mean, they deal with so much, and, uh, you know, you, you have issues of PTSD and things like, these are really, these are like true heroes. Sure, no question at all. So it's kind of cool to end on this. And we also just had Veterans Day. I, there should be a Firefighters Day as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, First Responders Day or something first like responders that. Day, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So excited to dive into this. So for me on the nose, I feel like I've gotten a lot of candy-like notes previously, but this one is more baked for me, like a chocolate, like a milk chocolate. I think I'm getting a bit of vanilla. Yeah, vanilla. It, yeah. John mentioned banana earlier, and it is here in a big way on this one for me. Mm. Yeah. Big uh, banana. Chocolate I'm, covered banana. I'm getting a musty banana. All right. This is like old. Musty. Yeah. So I have. It's got the brown sugar on it because it's been around yeah, too long. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I mean, I'm, I like that really old barrel. Like I can smell an old barrel, a wet, like a whiskeyed wet mm-hmm. old barrel. It's still got that uh, a very similar tropical uh like in the background, very far in the background, like thing, like waving at you from down the street. Yeah, I think I think if you're looking for it, you can find that that pina colada yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the on the palate, I've got some some sort of tropical fruit, like like a mango or something like that. 
Mm. Something. It might, might it might not be mango, but it's something like that. I'm getting the banana for sure. Yeah. yeah I think on the front it's it's very sweet, like fruit. Yeah. Like a, fr- a fruity sweetness. Parker, what are you picking up on? I you look so deep in thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to nail it down here. Is it I, I definitely get that sweetness in the front end. Then I'm getting like a really lingering this might be the most Kentucky hug I've gotten on any of the ones we've tried today. That's so weird. I don't but feel like I've gotten that. Yeah, me neither. But it's not like a it's not like a proof thing though. It's more of like a it's like a spice thing on the the very back end. But I'm only getting in the back, not in the front. I, I like the banana note. I think that's solid. Like a banana split kind of thing. So you get the mm. vanilla and the chocolate and the banana all together. Um, I to, don't know. To me, I, to me, this palette it uh, is just like the nose. It is very similar. I'm still getting this like musty, and I, I mean that too. in a very good way. Yeah, I, I'm with you. There, there is like some sort of funk here, which feels strange to say, especially with Old Forester. But there, there's something about this uh, that that's really unique. Blind, I think what I'm trying to say is blind. I would never guess that this is Old Forester outside of the banana note. Yeah. So if I could carve that banana piece out, because that's just like such an Old Forester hallmark. But like this, like strange, like tinge of funk that I think you're speaking to, is I, I'm really trying to pin down what that is. You know I, what it reminds me of is a bourbon that was aged in rum barrels. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, clearly that's, that's not what it is, but it's just kind of. I'm gonna go one further. They're agricole rum barrels. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm getting just the slightest note of agricole rum, which I think that's what that funk is. Is that that vegetal? It's, it's, it's not like a Jamaican thing. It's like a an agricole rum thing. I'm getting the, the slightest hint of green vegetable in the finish there. That's mm-hmm. yeah, green vegetable. I think that's what yeah. I'm after. Yeah, that's mm, I like that a lot though. Yeah, yeah, it's really easy drinking. That's so. It's it's it's. I'm light. sorry. Did we say the proof Complex. on this one? 100? 100. 100? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it really? Yeah. That's what John always keeps it. 100. Yum. 100. Mm-hmm. I had to double check. My mm-hmm. IQ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just want to be average. This is awesome. I mean, it is so different from everything that we've had so far. So, so different. To me, this is like kind of the the breakaway. One of, of these outlier. is not like the other, yeah. and it's this one. Uh, and again, not to say that it's a bad thing. It's just, it's unique, and it's making me think about it for a lot. This is a really sessionable one where I, I, mm-hmm. I, I've got to think about what what is it I'm tasting? Because, you know, for me, when I taste a lot of bourbons and rice, a lot of familiar notes. This one is, like I'm talking about with a funk, uh, new, a lot of new flavors, so I kind of have to art, think about how I want to articulate what I'm tasting. I feel like in this episode, we have had to really think hard because every single expression, even though it's all in the same series, has been so different Mm -hmm. that I feel like we've just been like, wait a minute, like we're going in a completely different direction. Oh, wait, no, we're going in another one. Like it's just each one was so complex in a different way. And it's really cool. For me, there was like a similar thread kind of running through some of them. And sometimes that thread gets a little lost like this one. I'm not getting the characteristic cherry. I'm not getting like much characteristic of Old Forester at all. I mean, you talked a little bit about the banana. It was a little on the back for me. I didn't quite get as much of that. Um, but, like, there is this kind of consistency that you can tell it's the same distillery, but at the same time, like, you can see this tremendous nuance. And the fact that this is supposedly around, probably, we're guessing, seven years old. Yeah. That does not taste like a... It tastes like a 15-year-old whiskey for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's uh, definitely... Uh, well done. Yeah, it's, punch it, above its weight class. Yeah, yeah, it's it's clear a lot of TLC went into these, and yeah. it's it, it's there's totally understand why these are are special bottles and and why they're a distinct release. So let's go around and see everyone's favorite. Daniel, what, what do you think? What was your favorite of the five? Um, I, I think to nobody's surprise uh, for anybody who's been listening, it is High Angel Share Batch One. That was mm-hmm. such a winner, and and that one like I I walked into this thinking that was going to be a winner. Um, and it, it, it exceeded my expectations. That one was fantastic. John, what do you think? Um, my favorite is Jackie Zykin, uh, mm-hmm. who picked all of these. I honestly, this is uh, tremendously difficult. I thought that batch, I liked the High Angel Share batches, both of them, probably the most of these. But at the same time, I was thinking about this as a flight. Mm-hmm. And this is incredible. Like, yeah. I mean, you, if you were, I mean, to think that you could even have, like uh, get a flight of this. It, I would have paid hundreds of dollars for this. This is just mm-hmm. the most exciting, interesting experience in bourbon at one of my favorite distilleries, one of my favorite brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sorry, it's hard for me to choose, but I probably would say it's so close. It's like 98 to 99, probably 
the angel shaped ratchet. But honestly, I'm going to re-listen to this episode to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what, John? You're you're very decisive, and that's what I love about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, what was your favorite? Um, I, I think it has to be said, and I I think this is you know something I'm going to echo that that John just said. All of these are absolutely incredible. Uh, I don't think you can yeah. go wrong picking any one of these. When it comes to you know picking the best or picking your favorite, it's all very subjective. Uh, any one of these, I would be more than happy to you know pay top dollar for, drink at home on my own. And don't uh, you think that might change from day to day too? It, it, it definitely would. Yeah, and no and the, re- the reason why I said it's so subjective is because you know me coming from Florida, from a warmer climate, um, I, I think just you know I think about what I would what I would drink most often out of these. It would be uh, the High Angel Sheer too, mm. uh, because it just does taste like it, it. It's better, you know, in in a warmer climate in the heat. Um, it's, Very it's classic bourbon too. It, it, it really is too, and and um, I, I just think you know, based on where I'm located, I think that's that's the best one for me. But I mean, any one of these uh, are just absolutely outstanding. Very cool, Jenny. Your your, uh, your favorite? Yeah, I mean, I feel like each one of these is incredible on its own. I think that my favorite is either the Warehouse K or the Angel Share Two, Batch Two. Okay. Um, but put any one of these in front of me and I'm not upset about it. All right, Ken, what do you think? What's your favorite? I would say if I had to pick one, I would probably go with Angel's Share Batch 2. Mm-hmm. However, if I had to pick a daily drinker, one that I would, I would mm-hmm. sip every day, I would probably go with the Whiskey Row Fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see that. Mm. Um, Parker, for, for me, us. I, uh, I would go Angel Share Batch One. Still sticking to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was that was my favorite. Again, the, to Eric's point, they're all very good and they're you, all very different. You can never it's quite cool. get the you know that the first. It's but, always hard to. Yeah, but no, I just think that really uh, that really reached me. I think that those are the notes I'm looking for uh, most most of all. And it's I, a very bold whiskey. Yeah, it much, really is. Much like I am a podcast host, the whiskey is also very bold. <laughs> So I, I appreciated that about it. We're kindred spirits, that whiskey and I. And uh, no, I thought I like again, like you said, like I would if you put this in one of any of these in front of me, I'd be thrilled about it. And but uh, yeah, if I had to pick one, the Angel Share Batch One is my favorite. I think um, this whole mm-hmm. series though is a highlight and how important single barrels can be, right? Like absolutely. You know, as Daniel has mentioned, this is all based on the difference in terms of aging barrel because the consistent variables are the excuse me the the constants are. Uh, the distillate and the yeast. And so when Old Forester, uh, even though 117 may not be out in your local liquor store, but if they have a pick of Old Forester barrel strength, or even I'd love to try this sometime, but nobody's doing it, the 100 proof uh, single barrel. I think yeah. this is a testament to trying that out because, you know, somebody's, I mean, they're probably not going to have a palate as good as Jackie's Eikens, but the barrels are going to be as divergent and as interesting as we've seen here today. Jackie with the Louisville fire department was able to find something that I thought was just incredible. The last one, the whiskey row fire. Now Parker has grabbed a bottle. I've been a real wild card lately on these things. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Going rogue. So you brought up the, uh, comparison to the, the barrel strength or oh, the single barrel, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Single barrel. Single so barrel this barrel strength. So I happen to have a single barrel barrel strength that, was really burning a hole in my pocket, and uh, you know we're, we're, it's almost empty. So I say we just finish it right now, and compare it to this uh, collection. And this is picked by a local liquor store. Yeah, local liquor store here in Chicago, uh, Binney's Beverage Depot. So okay. you might have heard of it. Uh, also, Warehouse K. So this is very important. Oh, I'm comparison. so glad Boy. we're doing this. I'm so glad we're doing Interesting. this. Interesting. But the third floor of Warehouse K, not the sixth floor. Well, the sixth floor is the only one that was excluded from. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, oh, that's awesome. So this would be a really interesting comparison to, say, the Warehouse K. Right. Um, Which was one of my favorites. And But this could this comes at a little higher proof, 128.7. Woo. I'd say higher. Oh, boy. Yeah. So this has been open for a little while, so it has mellowed a bit. Yeah. It's also, um, this bottle is looking pretty well consumed. We're looking at the last. Uh, well, you may, you may have heard about this bottle as it was a recently in our uh, Fantasy Spirits competition. Mmm. And uh, we all know how that turned out. Yeah. Well, you know, that's bittersweet because uh, it's always good to lose to something great. Yeah, this is um, actually this this did go one for two, if I remember correctly. I was about to say it didn't go as well. Yeah, you know, it did not one and two is, you know, but the last round it it did what it had to do. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, I'm curious, this being from Warehouse K, this being 
single you know, barrel. I mean, higher proof, but yeah. still in the uh, of those same barrels. I'm really curious how this compares. All right, and a good opportunity for us to finish this as as a as a group. Yeah, you know, because I usually I'm just drinking this Even by myself as a family by a fire. You know, um, dug in my lap and just uh, you really should put out that fire. It's uncontained. You yeah, I have a fireplace. <laughs> I know. It's just <laughs> I just let, I just light the drapes on fire and just like. No, just enjoy See what it. happens. All right, so we've got everyone sniffing this. Totally unsurprised by the nose, which makes sense, given that... Uh, Is it know. reminiscent? Of? It's, re- it's reminiscent of about 15 minutes ago, John. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I think that this is a little bit less uh, rich than some of the other ones we we tasted, or we smelled previously. It, it makes an honest wage. Yeah, yeah. It's Honest day's work, it's going out there. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. I'm I'm picking up uh, a little bit of like that kind of candied peanut. Uh, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Vanilla for me. I yeah, it's you know, reminiscent. Honestly, the, the nose is kind of reminiscent of some of the things we've just tried, though. See my notes kind of, on Warehouse K. Uh, the second thing. I mean, it really is. I, I agree. There's a lot of familiarity here. So yeah. so watch out. I don't know if anybody heard, but I took a sneak peek of this, and it caught me off guard. The proof comes in hot on this guy, relative to what we were drinking yeah, before. Yeah, this jumps up a notch. Oh yeah. Oh, I just tried it, yeah. But only the best does, for you, my dear podcast guests. Yeah. So. But it's not... It's not that dramatic. I was going to no. say, it's not that dramatic of an uptick, yeah. Also, feel Maybe free to put a little water dramatic. on it, too. But, like, I mean, Daniel's I don't even around. think that's necessary. No, not yeah. at all. But it, I, I think if you're not expecting it, I, th- I, think, I think you kind of, you know, gave us a bit of a lead-in. That, that was the thing. A little, is it, little bit of a warning. I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah. You know, I, here I was prior to this drinking, you know, 193 proofers and then come in, what did you say this was? Nearly 130? Yeah, 128.7. Yeah, yeah, see. So that, that was a bit of a wake-up call. What are you guys getting? Uh, Eric and Jenny, you came in with uh, some thoughts real early on. <laughs> the palate is a little bit more complicated than the nose. I'm still thinking. It definitely kind of punches a little bit. Yeah. It does. It's definitely it's definitely a, a lot stronger on the nose. Um, yeah. it, it definitely you know kind of burns a bit more. Uh, not not in a bad way. It's just you know it's definitely a stronger proof. Well, uh, I was say it doesn't burn as much as some one twenty eight proof. Oh, of course things. not. No, yeah. no, no, no. It it's, it's definitely still way. smooth. But compared to what we were drinking before, it definitely mm-hmm. will catch you. It's a controlled burn. It's what the kind of burn you want. Of I course, get, yeah. I get like some marshmallow on that. Yeah, that's a good note for that. Yeah. yeah. How about payday candy bar without the salt? Man, we, yeah. we were on the candy bar train tonight. Yeah, I mean, it just, I, I feel like Old Forester does that for me. Yeah, yeah. it's See, like, light. They have you, a lot of familiar flavors, like the chocolate and then kind of the binder with the, you know, caramel or nougat. You know, uh, a lot of those same flavors are there. A lot of times I get like chocolate covered cherry on some of these barrel proof. Definitely with the cherry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, a little bitter with the chocolate. Mm-hmm. I'm getting uh, like vanilla, cherry. We're, talk, we're talking dark chocolate. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Vanilla, cherry. It takes a few sips to really pick up flavors for me for this yeah. one. You know something? This just hit me like a train. Raspberry compote. I'm getting mm. on this. I could see that. If I had a nickel every time I used that as a tasting note. Yeah. Honestly, really I don't know if I would have said raspberry compote, but maybe raspberry. <laughs> you know, but we'll Here, take it. I, I had raspberry compote on a breakfast sandwich yesterday, so that, that flavor is it's really, in, it's fresh, really in fresh, fresh in your mind. mind. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's where that came from. I need to know there, where you There's went. definitely a, a very rich fruit flavor on this. Um, so I'm glad we did this, though, because... This Thank is incredible. And I think that, like, guys, if you had this, like, proofed down a little bit, would you maybe have thought this could be, you know, the sixth expression in the 117 series or not? That's hard to say. Yeah. Um, yeah I, don't, I don't know if it, it's it's amongst its – I mean, I'm, it's definitely Old Forester is what I'm trying to spit out. But th- there's something about, in my opinion, there's something about the, the – the bottles we were drinking beforehand that separates it from this. Um, but yeah, fair, no, th- this, I think it's just, this one's a little bit too hot for me for my preference. But if we proved it down, do you, uh, yeah. what do you think? So Dan, you have just a, a yeah. drop left in there. Can you maybe just a drop of water in there? And see what yeah, maybe I need some help here. Let's Let me try just, that Cause out. I honestly, there's nothing wrong with opening up it with a couple drops of water. Uh, but I, uh, I like this a lot. I mean, I'm obviously this is my bottle. I love this bottle. I, I drafted this in our spirits competition, and we are finishing it right now. And we, so you loved gone. this. Moment. I did. I did. It was yeah. duly departed. I appreciate you sharing. That. Yes, yeah. that's exceptional. Oh, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Ken, what are your thoughts here on, the, on yeah. this? You know what? I, I don't think you need to proof it down. No, I think it it has a unique expression of its own. Mm-hmm. I'm just I being a wimp, and I think it's lovely. Yes, 
this bottle makes me proud to be such a fanboy of Old Forester because a lot of times <laughs> people are like, eh, you know, whatever, what is that? You know, oh, let's talk about other brands. You know, we won't even mention. But this uh, is an incredible expression of bourbon. I got an idea for our new episode. Let's hear it. I don't know if I, could, I should share it right now. I mean, yeah, let's hear it. So I feel like with Old Forester, like, like these are all phenomenal. Obviously, they're like a little bit tougher to get. I think that we should do an episode of our favorite like lower end bourbon. So like we, you know, we tend to like the, the, you know, old forest or 100 proof. Yeah. We tend to like four roses, like not, necess- Evan, not Evan ne- bottle and bond, that kind of thing. Right. And I, I'm not necessarily saying like bottom shelf, but just like solid entry level that you can sip or you can cocktail with like 20 to 50 range. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a bad job defining it exactly, yeah. but obtainable. Yeah. I've, I've been wanting to do one of these, I don't know, one of my list of episode ideas I've got, mm-hmm. it's like a 20 to $30 range. Right. So you got your not bottom, bottom shelf. No, no. You get your, your four roses, yellow label, though it's not yellow anymore. You got your Elijah Craig, you got your knob Creek. Yeah. You've got your, uh, old signature. You've got a lot of fun stuff in there I, that I, I would love to do side by sides with. Yeah, it's like you know, hey, I'm, I want to spend twenty five ish dollars on a bottle. What should I do? Yeah, you know, am you I drink, s- am I drinking Four Roses? Am I drinking um, Elijah Craig? Am I drinking Evan right. Williams? Seventeen thirty eight. Something something where you could go either way between mm-hmm. drinking it neat or on the rocks versus like cocktailing with it. You're good either way. You know. Yeah, no, I like I love that idea, and. If you'd like to submit other great ideas for episodes, please email us at chispiritsguys at gmail.com. As always, hit us up on Instagram at chispiritsguys. Also, we have merch for sale. There is merch for sale. Um, Zazzle.com slash store slash chispiritsguys. T-shirt that... An ever-growing and expanding selection of merchandise when I get time to make it. Well, right (laughs) right now, that T-shirt looks good on everybody that is in your family. That is absolutely right. And by your... Everybody's family. Spell that out, out again, Parker. So Zazzle, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E, Zazzle.com, uh, slash, you know, or slash, uh, store, because we have our little store on there now, slash Chai Spirits, guys. And, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, we're working on it. We're going to let you guys. Well, uh, also, I'm, feel free to request something. Do you do you want a coffee mug? Do you want yeah. yeah. What, like, do you? What is it that you want? And we'll we'll create it for you so you can buy it. Yeah. The next thing I'm really interested in is the we were talking about this uh, the other day. Those pr- nice polos for when we go to yeah. these distilleries. I want to be looking yeah. professional. I mean, it's one thing to wear the t-shirt with a blazer over mm. top, which, which which we have done, which looked great. Yeah. <laughs> We've but been we noticed. Have, we want to have both, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you can too. Uh, let folks know that you're a big fan of. Chicago's yeah. preeminent bourbon and like coffee mugs. Podcast. The same chai spirit coffee mug that I drink out of. You I, could drink yeah. out of that too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks so much, guys. Um, any last thoughts on our old Forester uh, thing here, uh, Jackie? We're gonna miss you. Uh, well, so I'm excited for her and uh, her endeavors. She's obviously a very talented and uh, intelligent individual. So, um, but I will say this: uh, the last thing that I want to say that single barrel. There was one tasting note that I got that was raspberry coffee cake, and that's just one of my favorite things. Where we can sit around with people and chat and. That is like the goal of bourbon for me is to make friends. Love and it. It kind of reminds me of a raspberry chocolate cake. <clears throat> mm. Did they used to have that at Maggiano's, Jenny? A raspberry chocolate cake? It was a cherry chocolate cake. Am I cake. thinking of something else? Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, not that far off. Yeah. Anyway, Last thing I got with yeah, the one seventeen. If uh, I think if anybody hears anything that jumps out to them and they're interested in trying these, well, it's probably going to be hard to procure a bottle. If you're in Louisville, I do think a lot of the bars there have them sitting on the shelves. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I, I wouldn't really? know the price per pour, but you know if it's if you find your plate if you find your way to Louisville, um, you can you can have a drink at one of the local bars there. I think that's awesome. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Any final thoughts? Anybody else? Hey, I'm just super appreciative to have tried this today. So thank you very much. Ken, yeah. we always love very having you on, buddy. Lineup. Amazing. Yeah, yeah and I, I uh, appreciate you having me on as well. I've actually learned a lot from all of you. Uh, so, uh, so thank you for having me on. Also, um, this is this is a case of of really, you know, uh, proof of of someone loving what they do. Um, yeah. You know, this this whiskey has been absolutely incredible. I mean, this is this is really art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's outstanding. Like you were saying before, this is one grain bill, and someone's able to extract so many different flavors from one grain bill. Uh, that's that's incredibly impressive, and that's someone who takes in, incredible pride in what they do. So I think that that needs to be uh, stated. And uh, that's a really good point, actually, Aaron. And, and tip of the cap here. That's a really good point because there's a lot of great medians for art. You know, there's 
canvas or sculpture, there is bourbon. There's magazines. And there's podcasting. Yeah. So like we're a lot of great artists out there. Absolutely. Uh, and, and if you love what you do, people will notice. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, as someone who, mm-hmm. who, as I've said before, is, is not a whiskey aficionado, um, I can Yet. tell that. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll get there one day. Uh, you sound but, like no, I, I can I can tell like this, that this is something that, uh, that, uh, that Jackie Sykin, uh should be very proud of. And, no. uh, and, 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 you know, definitely, uh, definitely should pr- be proud of this walking away. So very cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks so much for being with us. And uh, hey, we'll see you next time here at Chai Spirits, guys. Cheers. Cheers.